Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Yes. No, nothing? Nothing? No, no joke this week. No, 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 nothing going on? You don't want to admit, like, no, not like wolf cast or... Well, like... There's a lot of werewolves in this one. There are a lot of werewolves, but I feel like this was just, like, a very standard issue episode of Shadowhunters. The I mean, wolves did some things, the vamps did some things, the shadow hunters had shadow hunter business. Yeah, I mean the the shadow hunters is not exactly known for each of its episodes being like that's the theme of this. Like this episode is themed this way. It's just sort of the continuing story. Every so often you get something where it's like, ah, oh, this one is a lot of this thing. Like this one is, is a lot of werewolf stuff, but not enough where I'd be like, ah. The werewolf episode. This is a wolf cast. This is, this, is a, this is the wolf episode. Unlike, you know, like the second book of the um, Dresden Files is the werewolf book. Yeah, because there's so many werewolves and there's so much about werewolves. Different kind of werewolves. Many yeah. kind of were- werewolves. We love those werewolves. Lots of wolves. Uh, yeah, I mean, we... we it's, it's almost like settling back in after... Cause Obviously, Clary died. Clary was dead for one episode she, in, in everyone's minds. Yep. Not our minds, but yeah. their minds. And then she came back last episode, and now she's just here and just like, look at it's, it's like business as usual. They still have things to do. But it does sort of feel like a, ah, uh, and now they return to what they were doing beforehand if Clary had not vanished. I do like how in episode one, they had Gia be like, she's pardoned. So then this episode, they could be like, we don't have to deal with it. It's fine. She's back. Don't worry about it. It is funny. How no one even just mentions her. Oh, by the way, you're pardoned now. Like it didn't come up at all. I almost thought like, like at some points I would just be like, I guess I'm ready to be arrested again. Like no, no, no. You're pardoned. Right when her friends like rescue her in Paris for her not to be like, no, I'm like a liability to you. You could get arrested too. Yeah, it, I'm on the run from the clave. It feels weird to resolve the she. Was she's a she's like a felon or not a felon a fugitive? Uh, it seems weird to resolve that she is not a fugitive with her not around. But <laughs> hey, it was resolved. I mean, Shadowhunters does like to do things off screen. Well, let's do some things on screen because this is Shadowhunters season three, episode thirteen, Bietti Belicosi. Bietti Belicosi. So speaking of wolves, this episode starts with some wolves. Yes. Hey, it's Jordan. It's been a while since we've seen our New Zealand friend. New Zealand friend Jordan Kyle, the New man Zealand? with two first names. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure because I think he's been in some New Zealand movies or um, TV shows and stuff like that. So I think he's. I do think he has a New Zealand accent. But if we're wrong, hey, guys, we're Canadian. Well, I was, no, I was just going to say there's a certain. um. There's a certain type of New Zealand ac- accent that, like, does skew a bit harder Australian than other ones. Like, when you hear um, uh, the people from, I think, Fly the Concords, I'm like, that's New Zealand. Right. That is New Zealand. But there's also a thing where, like, when you hear people from Newfoundland in Canada, you're like, are you a Newfie? Are you Irish? Or are you Irish? <laughs> uh, but no, this is Jordan. Uh, he's hanging out uh, with the Prater Loomis. He's They're driving into the... Sewer. It's a subway. I, I don't think they... It is the same they, set they, from last episode. Yeah, they don't say sewers or subway. So I don't know anymore because this is the subway, but it's also the sewers. Anyway, they're trying to... They're looking for, specifically for Heidi, who I guess escaped. Because she yeah. was... Like, she was captured, wasn't she? She was. She was like... like I think she even mentions in this episode that she was like drugged on Long, Long Island. So... She's, I guess, just got out somehow. Like, and specifically, George was like, capture, not kill. Like, not for nothing, but I feel like the Praetor might be bad at their jobs. I mean, I might argue that Heidi's unfortunately really good at what she does, even though I think she does it in a... In... She's really good, but not of her own power. We'll we'll reach that when we see more of her stuff, but I want to remind you, Heidi's thing is that she just sort of does something and it tends to work out for her. Well, she's like that woman from Star Crossed. 
the main villain from Starcrossed, who yeah. just like stumbled into success. Yeah, I mean, she's not... the opposite of a Valentine. I mean, who no, stumbled into things and also failed a lot. No, I mean, I, the 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 trend we've seen. I think Valentine has also done it as well, where it's just sort of like do something and hope it works out. And I don't mind. Like that's what making a plan is: is you try to do something and you just kind of hope things will align. But occasionally, you get someone like Heidi. Who, do, who does something and then what aligns for her was nowhere based on anything she could have assumed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he wants to capture, not kill. This does piss off uh, a guy who we are going to very quickly learn is Praetor Nick. And they do present Nick like we should know who he is. I mean, they, they present him like every single time. Um, Alistair, who's the original wolf buddy of Luke? Oh, gosh. Um, Allegro. Alistair. Alistar? It was a combo of those names. Something like that. Uh, Every time he appeared, he he was just like, and this guy. And it was the guy who was like, Luke, are you sure you want to do things this way? Yeah, the other cop. Uh, But Nick, uh, they find a dead mundane that makes Nick even more upset. So he goes full wolf. He goes full wolf and then is instantly stabbed with still silver like <laughs> the speed at which he's like ah i'm gonna get her he pretty much just turns around into a flying knife like it's, it's true and then oh i forgot how much i i love the way that heidi's written because she approaches every scene with i am the victim in this it's so good she throws a silver knife <laughs> at a werewolf who's, the werewolf is actually running in the wrong direction and she just throws a knife at him like as he's going the wrong way and then she comes up to jordan and she's like it's not my fault the bad things keep happening to me don't like don't get me wrong she's gone through she was she was in that club and she liked the the guy liked to bite her feet then she he drank too much and she died like don't get me wrong she's definitely had bad stuff happen in her life but at a certain point she does keep killing people and to be fair (laughs) Raphael did do some experiments on her however everything she's done since then (laughs) yeah it's it's the sort of thing where it's like I think we talked about this with um with some other characters uh where it's like yeah you had bad stuff but right now you're murdering people. Like Heidi, he was running the wrong way. Well, and also what did that mundane do? And what did all the other people you killed do? So I love that she like every single time she's always like, everyone's so mean to me. Snap. <laughs> I do love Heidi. She's one of my favorite so, characters. So I know I, I love that they're always like, oh, Heidi's crazy. And I'm like, I I no, I mean she has a I, I, it's hard to tell because I know that at least with Jonathan, he kind of buys into his own hype a bit. <laughs> I am not certain Heidi does. I think she just knows that. What to say to people. Because she did, because when they learned how, like, like Raphael's whole situation, she wasn't a, she wasn't, she didn't get killed. They're like, oh, you're right. Raphael did do bad things. So I guess I'll just. Kick him out. Also, like, <laughs> I love it. She's like, well. The, you know, get me drug, drugged up in Long Island. I'm like, yeah, you were in jail because you killed people. You did very bad things to Simon and his parents. I love, I love someone like essentially being in in like jail and being like, oh, they were so mean to me. And it's like, you killed forty people. Like uh, yeah. Heidi, not only <laughs> did you like stalk Simon. You did then kidnap his sister and his mom. You did, you did emotionally. And then force him to feed on his sister. You did do a torture, Heidi. Show me show me in the laws where that specific thing is illegal. <laughs> that specific thing you mentioned. The specific thing that you mentioned and the steps that it took. Show me where that is illegal. Look, the accords don't say that a dog <laughs> can't play football and a Heidi can mentally torture her sire. Anyway. It doesn't say Heidi can't do that. Anyway, just a cool jump through some uh, some vents in the subway and away she goes. And Nick is dead. Yes. Yeah. Nick got stabbed and then he just died because it took too long for anyone to get to him. Uh, Simon has, if you remember, he was getting the rune torn off of his head, I guess. Uh, something um, happened with the rock and the stick and the rune. And yeah. Then the he had to. Blood. Then he had to, uh, you know, drink Izzy, but turns out everything's fine. Simon brought Izzy uh, back to his place because he figured it's probably not good to arrive with to Alec. <laughs> with a passed out Izzy. Smart, Simon, smart. Yep. 
So, so he is instantly worried about like the whole relapse with the drug. I never, I, I don't know why I never thought about this, but like the vampire saliva being a drug thing is actually really, really cool when you think about it. I think because we just really saw it very much in the in the tone of that weirdo giving it to her. Oh yeah, and then her with Raphael and like a kind of like a weird and it was but, sexy like, torture romance. Yeah, like the BDSM. I was trying to think of the what was it, Sid and Nancy, that sort of thing. Oh yes. Um, but when you think of it, it just like a way a vampire works. Yeah, it makes you want. It is essentially is a way for you to be mesmerized, but not actually mesmerized. You're just addicted to that person drinking your blood. Mm-hmm. Like when you think of them as like a, an evolutionary, method that like they've gained. It, that's pretty cool, honestly. Um. So, before we move on mm. to Simon and Izzy being totally okay, yeah. like really recovering very quickly from this, yeah. and finding out that Clary is alive, would you like to know how Simon loses the mark of Cain in the books? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So, I think two episodes ago, I talked about how in the books, the whole like rune connecting people thing was like very, very different. And it was actually yeah. um, Simon, Simon, oh my God. No, Jonathan and yeah. Jace who were connected. Yeah. And Clary just kind of like got kidnapped by them, kidnapped by them and like went along with it because she was trying to bring out the real Jace and all of these things. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sebastian, Jonathan, and um, Jace and Clary are like traveling around in Valentine's moving apartment mm. and they are trying to make a dark mortal cup. Yep. Evil so they can the make up. dark shadow hunters. Fair enough. And the good guys are like hanging out on the good guy side trying to figure out. And they do figure out that if you hurt Jace, you hurt uh, Jonathan. Yeah. So they try to figure out like, how do we deal with this? Yeah. And they're like, ha ha, we have a brilliant idea. Let's summon the angel Raziel. I mean, if all else fails, ask an angel. And also Simon should be there. <laughs> okay. So Alec and Magnus and Simon and Izzy. And Simon has the the mark of Cain. Yes, mark one. of Cain. Yeah, because Clary put it on him during the yeah, battle. We, we, we know Valentine. we know how this happened. Yeah, yeah. You already that one. Um, so they summon the angel, and the angel gives them the sword Glorious. Yeah, which is a sword that they believe can hurt Jonathan, but not Jace for reasons I don't remember. I mean, that's honestly. Yeah, I should, I'm sure they explained it in the book. Yeah. And so they're going through all of this, and the angel is aware of Simon's Mark of Cain, and book hijinks happen. Yeah. And the angel's like, you want to get rid of that? And Simon's like, yes, please. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> I, I like the idea that, like, now, now I'll give you this one. This one was very weird as we had to be like. He went on this big journey, and then he just had to like give or put a, like a special put a rock on a stick. Yeah, but he didn't even like take it down. He just had to like touch the rock with the stick, yes. and that allowed it to like get off. Then he just it hurt a lot. It was very much like and a, then his blood was boiled. Very much like a, like a gom jabar type thing where it's yeah. like put your hand in the box, it'll hurt, but you won't really know what's going on there. Oh, and to be fair, in the books, they do also use the Mark of Cain to kill Lilith. And so the Angel of Zeal was kind of like, hey, cool, the Mark did a thing. I love that. Well, do you want it? Well, it's just funny that it, that it's like, okay, we're going to summon the Angel because we need to figure out a way to be able to kill Jonathan but not Jace. And then they do that. And the Angel goes, oh, hey, you want that gone? And <laughs> want me to scrub that out for you? And Simon's like, yes, yeah. I do want that, absolutely. Like, like it, it feels that... At least this one felt a bit climatic. That feels a bit like that feels like a bit like a what's a Cassandra Clare just yeah. being like I don't really want this anymore. I guess the angel just kind of like like you know spits on a rag and rubs, rubs it, it out. Off. <laughs> and like to be fair, I'm sure it's more dramatic in the books than I'm summarizing, but <laughs> that is the overarching cool vibe of how he gets rid of his mark of Cain. Well, in this one, he didn't. But they do both learn now that Clary is alive. Uh, now that now everyone knows Clary is alive, and they get the summary of what's going on. Jonathan is trying to find the Morning Star Sword. Just a lot of swords, 
And Izzy is going to talk to all of the weapons masters to get that sword. I mean, these are pretty good ideas. Yeah. Um, Magnus is going to, like, call up his uh, warlock contacts. Because, once again, they know that this has to move into certain areas across the ley lines. Yeah, so he's going to, like, connect with the people who are near the yeah, ley line. She's she's going to just contact people who know swords. And then everyone's just going everyone's just going to go off and try to figure it out. Um, Jace thinks he recognizes the, uh, the mark. Yeah, he saw it somewhere once. So he's going to try to figure out where he saw it from. I just want to point out, this episode seems to be about, hey, I know we've done something like this before, but we kind of got to do it again. Because we've gone from Simon being like, I got to get rid of this mark. I hate this mark. We got to find a way to get rid of it. To Clary being like, I got to get rid of this mark. I I hate hate this this mark. mark. We got to get rid of it. (laughs) Like, You know what? Thank God. Maybe thank God that you got Simon's out before this. Or they could have commiserated for a second <laughs> of being like, "Yeah, I know it sucks." I look because his thing is if like I can't die, and your thing is that if you kill the person who has wanna... it, then I will die. Yeah, so it's like there's a there's a connection there. Also, they are just marks on your body. So we then go into a scene where uh, hijinks and hilarity. A super old demon is bad at computers. Yeah. But what this is really about is Izzy going to Magnus and being like, hey, I need the root that makes me not addicted to vampire blood. Aaron, I want to point out, I the notes I took on this scene say nothing about the fact that Magnus was done with computers. So you started the scene where Izzy asked Magnus for detoxing drugs and started with hilarity and hijinks. Izzy's on drugs again. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I feel what, like that was the vibe of the scene. What, what kind of crazy lead it? I mean, yeah, I guess with Magnus being like, oh, I don't understand computers. But it is about Izzy being like, hey, so I had to do something. Yeah, something that will make me not want to do tricks again. And Magnus is like. Uh, I can't I, go to. I don't have them. I can't go to France anymore. I do understand why you had to do that. Good for you. Yeah. Can't fix your drug thing. And she's like, that's cool. I'll just muscle through it like I did last season. It's That's fun. how this works, right? Never went bad before. Twitchy hand. Uh, and then she gets a letter from someone. We learn later that it's, I guess she's been contacting like the guards who brought that Sealy. Oh, yeah. There. So I guess that's who the letter is from. It's a different storyline. But first we have to check in with, I guess, what Heidi is up to. And I guess she's just... <laughs> Heidi is just causing disarray now, in ev- the Shadow Everything world. she does afterwards... Like, is all stemmed off of this moment here where I think she was just mostly like, I'm tired of wolves chasing me. Hey, Griffin, who I guess is Raphael's replacement. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. We've never seen this man before. Hey, you got to help me. And Griffin's like, no, I don't have to help you. Hey, dude, remember how the Praetor (laughs) and the Shadowhunters are chasing you? (laughs) No bueno. Once again, she said, once again, she says like, well, they're coming after me and you have to help me. And he's like, you clearly did something that made the Praetor and the Praetor and the Shadow Hunters come after you. Like, Praetor, just- don't just hunt people in New York. <laughs> like the Shadow Hunters, sure, you can make arguments that they're just being, you know, evil cops as they are. But <laughs> you have both of them coming after you. Griffin's entirely the right being like, no, you clearly did some nonsense that I don't want. In my hotel. And then Heidi's like, mm, well, they came after me. They'll come after you. Oh, yeah. You'll the, see. Oh, yeah. This will set off her entire thing. So uh, that's the vamps going on. Here's what's going on, however, with the werewolves. Because once again, there was a time skip. We kind of for, we not we forgot ca- about this, but we didn't really meant, like dwell on the fact that in that first episode when we came back, time did pass. So things are in different states. Okay. It is wildly insane though i mean it's not insane obviously this is what happens in power vacuum yeah but when luke stepped down and did not name a successor guess who stepped in of course it was russell it was russell of course it was russell yeah i mean of course it was like (laughs) alaric alaric was the wolf who died who was his cop friend cool uh well he's dead so he's not going to be the alpha so yeah russell and (laughs) russell Actually, weirdly enough, despite the fact that we the scene has to involve you know Maya being like, "Oh, you're being you're being over the top," he's not. He, he's number one. He warns everyone that apparently there's a vampire. Her name is Heidi. 
She killed a Praetor Lupus. And she's trying to kill wolves she's, because she is chaos. She's everything on werewolves, so you know, just like protect yourselves. Considering what we know about Russell, it's honestly impressive that he wasn't like, so let's get a team together. Let's, let's go, go out her. and let's go hunt her. So which means Russell has actually tempered. Mm-hmm. This is a tempered Russell. However, Russell does tell all of the wolves. You can't leave. Oh, it's a curfew. Leave. Curfew. Yeah, no, you have a curfew. Yeah. And Maya's like, excuse me? And then Bat's like, I have a nighttime job. Oh, yeah. yeah, Bat's <laughs> Bat is like, I have to go to a job at night. I'm like, Bats, why are you working nights? Don't you turn to a werewolf? Like, doesn't the full moon force a werewolf transformation? No, they, they are in control of their transformations unless their emotions are too strong or they're new transfers. Okay. I th- I th- so they completely strip the moon thing out. Yes. I thought the thing was there that they essentially they can control it, but the moon does weird things to them. Anyway, I guess that's not the case because that's what I was thinking. I'm like, you should work day. You got to work day shifts, Maya dude. works nights. She works at a bar. Yeah, but she works at a bar. <laughs> she doesn't have any other options. And she's been a werewolf for longer. It's true. And she also works at specifically a downworld bar. werewolf bar, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he's like, no, you, you got to stay here. And Maya gets very upset at him. Considering how we're kind of supposed to be on her side side throughout this, they could have gone further with Russell. Well, this is classic this show where Maya's always acting out against things that are not But like at the wrong time intense enough. Yeah. But the thing is, like, one hundred percent Maya should be the alpha. Like it it is insane that Luke wasn't like, hey, I have to go off grid forever because of my emotions. Maya's in charge now. I, I mean, the thing is that I think with a wolf pack, you can't just appoint an alpha. The person has to. I think one one of the like. But cl- isn't the she clear- like super powerful? No, she's just a person. She's a, she's a wolf. I thought she was like a super powerful wolf. No, she's just a wolf. She's as powerful as she is for being a main character, which means she kind of has a bit of main character armor. But not also because she'll also just get attacked, just like beaten up, constantly attacked. Constantly. Remember when? Remember when she almost died and Luke was very upset? She's not a super wolf. Remember when she stalked Jace? Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's like, protect yourself. And I just feel like she should yeah. be the alpha. Luke, you messed up. This is Luke's fault. I mean, sorry, what I was going to say that I never finished oh, yeah, sorry. is that, um, uh, I think one of like the rules of being an alpha is you have to say, "I am the alpha." Like you have to, it's not a, it's not a position that can be thrust upon you, and she clearly is not in the headspace of of I could be an alpha. That's true. Russell is every single time. I think every single time Luke stepped out to like ha, like ha, get a coffee, Russell was like, "Okay, I'm the alpha." If he doesn't come back, like I think he just does that every time. <laughs> That's fair. So Maya does confront Russell, and she's like, "Hey, this isn't about protecting people. This is about making them kneel under your commands." Which like yeah maybe yeah probably I <laughs> probably. mean it, it is Russell yeah I man I it's so annoying was... they couldn't they'd make it go further we'll see other moments where like well and like it could be the thing where he's like you can't go to these areas of town and you can't like you know like something more yeah I mean if it's, if it's something it's something that didn't seem actually honestly reasonable well you had Heidi out there just kind of like killing wolves because because all, all he said was like make sure you have stakes and holy water and come back at night that's mm-hmm. what he said. Was come back at night. He didn't even say when the curfew was. He said like, were, he didn't set any hours. Yeah, he said there would be a curfew. And then Bat was like, I got to work at night. And yeah, he put, he was like, no, you don't. like. And yeah, you could argue that is the part where it's like the mean part. But he, he maybe he should have maybe like physically grabbed Bat. Yeah. Like we, you should have seen those moments of like, oh yeah, he's like too scared. Or he does love the power. Something. Like that. Anyway, uh, we move here to bring back our old friend, as I will say, Maurice. Maris is Maris, back. Yes. And she is going to a used bookstore. <laughs> remember, remember this used bookstore, this antique store? Remember it was owned by Elliot. Elliot, the most important man in Clary's life. When he died, Clary was like, oh no, Elliot. A man who we only saw dead, essentially. What is more so like wink, wink, ha ha, about this scene. Yes. Is Maris arrives and Luke opens the door and she's like, what? Are you planning on buying this building? And he's like, what? As if I would own a used bookstore. Well, I mean, he specifically says in another life. Which, this, I, which as we mentioned when uh, when like this first essentially popped up, 
originally in the book and also when we watched the movie. Yeah, he owns a used bookstore. Yeah, he that was, is Luke's storyline. Yeah, except for the original creators of the show decide they wanted to do a cop show. A police procedural. So they made him into an actual cop. And now we're stuck with it. I, I'm just going to say, no, make him do it. It's, yeah, it, l- let him buy the bookstore. That's doing, funny. You're doing so many things where it feels like you're trying to be like, oh, let's go back to the book stuff. Yeah, make him suddenly own a bookstore. Why, Why not? not? He will say. In- <laughs> it's still a funny joke for him to being like, yeah, you know what? Maybe that is me. It felt like it was my calling. Yeah. Like-, like he will say in this scene or in the next scene with Maris that he is suspended from the police. Oh, yeah. He's got nothing else to do. Yeah. Uh, so the reason that um, uh, Maris is there is because Luke has been trying to open up Elliot. Dear, sweet, our precious boy, Elliot's uh, warlock safe. And apparently it has, like, what I thought was, like, a riddle opening. Like, he is, like, yeah. a, a letter. Because it specifically said that this letter was kind of, like, for Jocelyn or, like. Yeah, so when Elliot died, the letter was sent to Jocelyn. Yeah. So she could open the safe. Unfortunately, Jocelyn is dead. So no one knows how to crack the code. So, essentially, Maris there being, I guess, a really good code cracker. Sure. Hey, they do this. You know what? They do it to Izzy all the time where she suddenly has another skill set. Why not make Maris a code cracker? Well, and they keep saying that Maris is the closest thing that Luke has access to. That is a uh, circle code cracker. Yeah. So, all right. I mean, we we know the the real reason is because they, all, once again, forcing people into relationships. Luke and Maris is a relationship. Yeah. They, they killed Jocelyn and now Luke needs a true love. So. Yeah. You know yes, what? it's Maris. He said he specifically wants to open it up because he knows that Elliot was very into a lot of like old stuff like that. Hey, he's got like an antique book used bookstore, so he thinks there might be stored information in there. Uh, we check in on Jordan, who is very sad that Nick is dead. He really cared a lot about Nick. It's yeah. I mean, Nick seems like that was his his Alaric. Yep. Uh, and so, so he goes to see Simon. He's like, Simon. Well, he doesn't go. He doesn't go to see Simon. He, he goes, goes home. home. <laughs> okay, but he has not been home for a long time. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Didn't he move out at some point because Simon found out about the Praetor and was upset? And it's. I think no, no. He tried to, and then Maya told him to stay. Oh right, yeah. yes. Uh yeah. So they they sort of have, have a conversation about being like, do you want to bring like the Shadow Hunters in? He's like, no, no, no. I want to bring you in, Simon. And Simon's like, cool, Ooh. you can do that, but I don't have the mark anymore. Like, you know what <laughs> the door's like, you don't have the mark anymore? All right, bye. I'm out. <laughs> oh, you don't need a Praetor anymore? Goodbye. See ya. Later. Bye, but dude. you can live here until the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, rent's paid until the end of the year. I mean, he, presumably he could stay afterward. Just rent is paid till yeah. the end of the year. But him just being like, all right, bye. Later. Once, <laughs> once I find Heidi, I'm out. <laughs> And you are not my problem. And Simon's like, oh, but I, Heidi's my problem, so I'll still help you. She did do very bad things to me. I'm just like, like the best thing they can do here, by the way, honestly, is not tell anyone. Simon should have just not told Jordan he didn't yeah, have the mark. No one needs to know. I mean, I mean, maybe he should have told Jordan. So like in the situation, he would have been like, hey, I don't have the mark, but what we should do is pretend I do. Because no one knows. Because no one's going... Because who's going to try it? Because they know that Lilith will, of course, try to punch him. But as long as everyone else... It's, at this point, almost common knowledge that he has the mark. And, like, what? The Sealy Queen's going to go tell people? No. Especially Heidi. Like, Heidi 100% should think he has the mark. Oh, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, he's going to, I guess... Help bring her down. Boy, it would have been nice to keep that mark on your head for like one more day, maybe. If only you knew. No, it's time for someone else to try to get the mark off because Jace is going to hang out with Clary trying to remember that rune. And Clary's just been going nonstop since she came back from the dead. She just can't stop researching because she cares so much about this mark on herself. Well, she doesn't want to be tied to her evil brother anymore. Fair. Yeah. He will always be there. And, like, Jace, you just have to think. If you learned about this mark in the Institute, we're gonna find it here in the Institute. Well, I mean, the obvious answer to that question is, I mean, it's obviously a Valentine thing. Oh, clearly. (laughs) It's a weird Valentine thing. And that's what Jace says. He goes, oh. Oh, I didn't just learn in the Institute. 
Oh, God. Oh, I think. shoot. I got to think about my dad. <laughs> I kind of thought they were going to, like, go to his weird cabin and have like, yes. have, like, a memory moment. But instead, they just, like, get a book from elsewhere in the Institute. Like I a guess. fairy tale book. <laughs> Which I guess was Valentine's. But they remain in the Institute. So, meanwhile, Alec is being kind of weird around Izzy. <laughs> And Izzy's like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to be looking about things with Clary, but remember how I felt weird about the guard? Well, I mean, I, what felt weird about the guard? That's a that's a gentle way to put a Sealy told her he was being tortured. Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> Gia said not to pursue it, but Izzy did pursue it. I mean, Gia, no, Gia, Gia said we are not torturing people when they're clearly torturing people. And uh, Izzy found a guard from the guard. Yeah, apparently I'm one of the guards that brought that Sealy in when they uh, were doing you know, the, the transfer. Uh, Thomas Greenlaw, he's going to uh, he's gonna give him a hand. He's going to be like, I'll tell you. I'll go deep throat on this. I'll tell you everything. And Alec is like, that's cool. Anything else? But uh, my no. boyfriend may have told me you were asking for addiction route. Oh, I mean, I mean... <laughs> No, he never comes out with it. Just she figures it out because they because they go from this to walking. And then he's like, hey, you want a chocolate bar? <laughs> She's like, what else is in it? Like, it's just a chocolate bar. Was she thinking that he was sneaking oh, her? That's right. Yes. Herbs. Yeah. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what. her. I don't know how this helped her figure out that. He knew. Does sugar have something to do with help her deal with her vampire Darren, cravings? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Are you sure? Is there yes. anything we didn't forget? Well, but why would that be the question? He's just offering. She asks, is there anything else in it? Well, because he has candy. And she's like, why do you have candy? He's like, I like snacks. And she's like, no, you don't. I don't think. I can't remember sugar being a, a thing like that. Um, but, uh, yeah. So she essentially, uh, like. Figures out, like, oh, Magnus told you. And he's like, yeah. And then I did research. <laughs> he said, you know all those groups you, you, those, like, human groups you go to? Yeah. He's talking about Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. Um, I did research into it. And I'm like, good job, Alec. Way to be involved in your sister's life. A plus. Yeah. So he's like, hey, the stuff I read says that you aren't in this alone. I love also the implication <laughs> there is that the shadow hunters have no literature on addiction, which makes so much sense to me. Oh, this is completely correct. Oh, because like they're like, no, that can never happen because we are perfect angel beings. Look, sometimes we give people vampire venom, and that's fine. They only Who use, cares? They only use it temporarily, and then they get over it because we are perfect angel beings. If you're, if you, they, they feel like the kind of people who would be like, if you're addicted to something, that's a weakness of yourself. A grown man giving a teenager a substance that she should only take a little bit of, that's fine. Who cares? I mean, but we will pull him out of the institute. I mean, I would give them they did not like that. They just did it in the the classic, like, he's being transferred elsewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, so now they're going to, you know, wait around for Greenlaw for this whole meetup thing. Uh, we quickly check in with Heidi, who just mesmerizes a high school bully, I guess. Which, honestly, I love. Oh, Good it, for you, it, Heidi. It's so Heidi. She could have picked a rando. She yeah. could have picked anyone. She found what I would assume is a high school bully. Yeah, she found, because, so she talks to this girl, and this girl's like, oh my god, Heidi? Still as weird as ever, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so Heidi, who has this plan, like, it's a very obvious plan. She bites her, and then, like, Mesmerizes does, like, her. We don't see what she's doing, but it's very obvious when we or see her. Or encantos her, that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but she went out of her way to find a high, someone who hasn't seen her since high school. She's like, I got a plan, but I got to do some other stuff with it as well. God, I love Heidi. You got to multitask. Like <laughs> 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 She's killed enough rat. Oh, or she's like, well, I'm not going to kill this person. So I guess it should be someone who I kind of know. I guess I should do some psychological torture or whatever. I'm not even sure. I mean, I guess she just traumatizes her because she is aware she was bitten by Heidi. Something, yeah. Well, she's aware she's been by Heidi. She knows who it is. All right. Uh, Maris uh, is working on, on the, the code. code. We learn all this stuff about Luke getting suspended and leaving the pack. 
And then Maya comes in because she wants Luke to come back and deal with Russell. He because he's explaining to um uh to Maris that's like, well, because I prioritize Clary. And I'm like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you did you, do you that. Do. Uh and when Maya arrives, he's like, you gotta help the pack. And he's like, I can't. I prioritize Claire. Like, like a man, being the pack leader is not even just a full-time job. It is a, it's a life, you are. It's a lifestyle. These other werewolves are full-grown adults. Yeah, they should be fine without <laughs> Luke always putting them first. But like, they're not. Like, I understand that they're also like, you know, like, like they're a, but they're kind of treated like you would a, a a gang almost. But the leader isn't like like the dad who like these people can fun. What what is happening in this gang? It's like they don't know what to eat for meals without the pack leader telling them. Yeah, like I the the problems is is that I honestly don't know in this current iteration what's so bad. Maya is, seems upset that Russell flexed, gave them a curfew and flexed muscle against Bats at all. I think I think I think he might have implied that if Bats leaves, he would leave the pack. Like like oh, then you're out. But I I, mean, I don't think he's actually out. No, the, because the packs want people in their pack. Yeah, that's the point of a pack. So it's weird. But this is essentially um, Luke being like, "Hey, you know what? You should be the alpha." She's like, "Well." But what? How, like, well, then I'd have to like fight Russell, and I think I would have to kill him. Like he's not gonna stop against me. Well, and then Luke makes an insane statement, which he, is, "No, you don't have to fight him. You just have to convince everyone else you'd be a better alpha." I'm like, "No, no, no, no. I am a hundred percent sure you have to fight him." The we alpha, saw it. We saw it. the The entire point of being, don't you also get you become a super wolf when you're an alpha? Remember the alpha toxin? That yeah. almost killed Luke. Well, and you- like in the books, Luke becomes the alpha of a pack because he accidentally kills the other alpha. Yeah, you keep what you kill. So, like- so it's weird that, that they decide once again with them doing like weird pullbacks. It was like, no, Maya, actually, you can just do it in a nice way. Just use your heart and your spirit. Uh, okay. Sure. Alright, so the uh that, that that high school bully that Heidi trained uh tells everyone what we know is clearly a lie and kind of presents what Heidi's plan is. So Heidi was on a cell phone and said she was going to some hotel for oh, protection. I heard her on a phone and overheard her. She said she was going to a hotel. I'm like, this is so clearly a lie. It's number one so obvious. Number one no, no, Jordan, I'll give Jordan this. Jordan is a morning Nick, a character who we all know and love, I guess. Nick like Elliot, most important man. <laughs> That's a bit of a joke. I understand to Jordan, he was very, he does explain how important Nick was to him. It is just funny. Um, but he's clearly emotionally compromised and werewolves are big. We've seen Maya. Werewolves are big emotion creatures. Yeah. Uh, but there but, are a lot of other people there. Yeah, and... Including Simon. I mean, I was just, I mean, I was just saying, like, this girl, why isn't she dead? That should be a very, that should be the first question you ask. Because Why Heidi, isn't this girl dead? Heidi kills everyone, everyone unless she's doing psychological torture. Yeah, what, but, but there's no question of why isn't this girl dead. Instead, they're just like, oh, I guess we go to the hotel more. Except for Simon. Simon's going to take Nora to the hospital. Yeah, well, unfortunately, Jordan knows he doesn't have the mark on his head, so he's not a good. But no one else knows that, Jordan. That would Actually, that would have been very dramatic if he if he lied to him and then they went to the hotel and a vampire, like, pushed him and then it revealed that he lied to Jordan. Right. But, I mean, that is a different story, so it's fine. Uh, we... Uh... we figure out where that market came from now and it's from this sears edition of paradise lost the silent brothers yeah yeah but so the silent brothers have a super secret part of them which are uh, the sears uh <laughs> which jace knows about yeah so yeah he's got paradise lost but illustrated by the silent brothers and you see in these illustrations that apparently both michael you know archangel michael yep and lucifer have both the same mark on them but later, 
when Lucifer falls, he doesn't, he doesn't have, have it. the mark. So, so there's a way to get rid of it. <laughs> That's really what they learn here. Oh yeah, is there is a which I mean, this is good a to way. know. Yeah, maybe that way is by calling the angel Raziel. Yeah, maybe it is. But they're interrupted because Clary's hand is getting burned. Oh yeah, I guess Jonathan's just off burning himself. He's done that before. He does like to do. He that. He just likes to burn himself a little, and now he knows he'll also mess with Clary. He wants to feel alive, and he also wants to feel that his sister is alive. Yep. <laughs> Just two people, just, I'm just thinking, once again, just thinking of her and Simon, two people with marks they didn't want. But we, hey, we had it in one storyline, so they don't feel too similar. So uh, the Praetor Lupus, yeah, Lupin, they, breaks into the Lupus. Hotel Jamor. Uh, yeah, they break in. They raid uh, Griffin's place. Jordan is, once again. He's it's, hot. It's very clear that Jordan is uh, emotionally compromised. He's like, Shady's here. She's here somewhere. And Griffin's like, what? No. <laughs> but then the other Praetor realize within like oh, 36 seconds, very she's not there. Like, oh, by the way, she's not here. And, he, and Jordan's like, what? Huh? But at that point, he's already pushed Griffin. Okay, but when he leaves in this scene, mm-hmm. everyone seems very chill. Like well, everyone's like, "Oh, mistake well, happened." Well, they're well. I mean, they're frustrated. But what essentially the thing that he did that like made him almost come to blows is he pushed Griffin. Yes. And like, don't get me wrong. I understand the whole deal, like pride and blah and blah 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 blah. But like, I just wanted to keep it in mind: is he is the wor- the thing that happened here is he invaded he invaded his his home. He pushed Griffin. I don't want to like undercut that as as if like oh who cares? But like, remember, these are werewolves and vampires, and I can guarantee these are supernatural you, monsters. We have seen Raphael be pushed by shadow hunters and werewolves <laughs> numerous times, and Seelys, I think. Yeah. Anyway, Numerous times on the show. Yeah, so we'll come back to that. Okay. Uh, we do uh, figure out their, I guess their, guess their plan to get. Now that they know that the mark can be getting rid of, they're going to try. Which I guess with science. <laughs> yeah, they're going to just do a tattoo removal. It's just funny because, like, I understand the other marks are tattoos. So I guess that's the deruning process. Yeah. It's just a tattoo removal. <laughs> But this is clearly a scar. It's so aggressively a it scar. It doesn't even look like the other ruins. It does not. But they're just going to try to use uh, laser removal. And at the very least, you know, this is also hurting Jonathan. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, though, if Clary was just, like, sitting in front of a mirror, just, like, rubbing vitamin C serum onto her scar? Being <laughs> heel, like, heal, <laughs> What you doing, Clary? Something not very fun. Heal. <laughs> It's not very uh, magical. It's just girl science. <laughs> no, but instead, she he'll uh, take that laser removal. It'll hurt a lot, uh, but it will not even affect the mark. Okay, <sighs> uh. so this scene is followed up by a scene that reminds me of a fact that I forgot. Yeah. Simon and Maya are still dating. Yeah, is yeah. So when so when Saya when Saya when Maya ran uh, away, ran, like, yeah, left for a little while. It was under the auspice of like, I guess I'll come back. I guess I just assumed. Like, don't get me wrong. It's very mature and adult of them to have this conversation. But Simon does come in with the also like, you are my girlfriend. Maybe not come. Maybe come in with the idea of I'm gonna check to see if you're my girlfriend still. It's wild because they've like gotten together and broken up before. Mm-hmm. And I just assumed they were in a breakup phase because it's been so long. Yeah, but nope, Simon. Uh, I, yeah, it's been a while. Um, so so- Simon comes to Maya and he's like, hey. Heidi's back. The last time he- Heidi came into town, she attacked Izzy because she thought Izzy was my girlfriend. And I don't want her to attack my for real girlfriend, who is you. Uh. What follows then will be a conversation that could all be asterisked with the with the idea of like, we really want Simon and Izzy to be a thing. So we got to get this Maya situation out of here. Because, I mean, not saying that it needs to be dramatic, but it is funny how they just sort of like sit down and Maya goes, hey, I'm going to try to become the alpha of my pack, which I guess means I can have no personal ties with anybody else. So, And Simon's like, cool, I think you'd be a good alpha. And uh, the show forgot we were dating, so I'm going to leave. Well, him, you're hot and cool, and I like you. No, I want to say his his thing where he 
where he like <laughs> it feels like faces the camera and explains how this is a court like here's why this breakup is happening and here's like we're two different people and things that things that seems very realistic but it <laughs> feels very stilted in the moment of him like almost explaining to the audience why they are breaking up it's not because they want to clearly do the izzy simon relationship no it's because clearly they were at that place in their relationship despite the fact that both me and you had just assumed they had already broken up be like <laughs> let's be real we had a time gap because we watched riverdale yeah. There was also a time gap for the audience. And I can guarantee you, a ton of the audience, just like us, forgot they were together. Well, because, like, I thought that was, like, I guess not going off of the Friends thing. But it was very clear they were at least on a break because she was like, hey, I'm dealing with this whole Jordan Kyle thing. I'm going to leave. Right? And, like, I mean, I guess I know that doesn't mean you've broken up. But, like, I. But, like, you wouldn't walk in and be like, hey, I want to make sure my for real girlfriend's not going to get murdered yeah, by that's, Heidi. Yeah, that's what we wanted to go to. It feels like this conversation should have been a little different. Um, but uh, speaking of Heidi, we'd see that Heidi's plan has, I guess, somewhat come to fruition. Because Griffin is, in fact, upset the wolves came for Heidi. So what he's going to do is work with. Heidi, the reason that they came. came. And, like, not for nothing, because I understand that, like, emotions are hot and, like, there are years of issues between the wolves and the vamps. But when they come, they say, we have on very good authority that Heidi is here. Like, they're not assuming. They say to Griffin that they have evidence. And And they're wrong, and the evidence is actually quite flimsy, but... Like, like it's, it's very weird. What they did was absolutely wrong. Griffin wants to start a war. Well, and like... Like, like the, the, the escalation is not there. And like, at no point is he like, what's your evidence? And they say, it's no business of yours. Like, that I mean, would at least be something. No, I mean, no, I'll tell you what it should have been. They should have killed someone. Yeah. They, someone should have died. Because... Kill the, a tertiary vampire. The, yeah, maybe kill a vampire and kill a werewolf. Like, or you no, know, I think kill a vampire because the werewolves would come later. But the thing, the the very important thing that I just want to point out because, like, I don't want to say that, like, you know, Griffin doesn't have a reason to be upset. Of course he does. But we, but he, he, when we first met him, he seemed pretty aware. I don't want to get into open warfare with the Praetor Lupus and the werewolves. Two. Absolutely, I will get an open warfare for the pra- for the lupus for like against them. Also, I think he just made a really good point there. Mm-hmm. Very actively and obviously, the wolves who came to see him, yeah. are the predator lupus, mm-hmm. and I think that's really important. Well, it's because like going off going off from this, it's so the, it feels like on purpose. The show made this stuff very very vague. So you wouldn't, so like when you reach the point you reach, you don't think about it too much. Because when they eventually do go out, when they first get there, it seems like they're like, oh man, we're going to attack the Jade Wolf. But when they get inside, they're actually just there for Jordan. But that's not the way that they were approaching the situation. That's not the way they were approaching it, and that's not the way the fight plays out Well, I mean, that's because the werewolves are like, no, you can't touch one of ours. Blah. But like Jordan's not one of theirs. I don't know that the Jade Wolf wolves. I mean, I have I, met him before. I mean, like but I, but this is just—it's not well set up. No, no, I know. I agree. I, I agree. I don't think it's well. I, th- I think there are like there are fracture points along it. There are little points where I think it does make sense, but they took real shortcuts between those points. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we do get to take like a little break from this mm-hmm. because Izzy and Alec are still wandering around looking for Greenlaw and then they yeah. overhear a fight. Yeah, they see some shadow fighting. Just shadows fighting on a wall. And who, like is, Peter Pan. who was stabbed during that shadow fight? Oh man, it was Greenlaw. Oh no. And now, once again, well, we, we didn't even mention this. So the reason this episode is titled what it is, the um, uh, Vieti Belicosi, is because that is what Jordan whispers to Nick. When he dies. dies which I th- I guess means, like, you are a good soldier, you are a good soldier. Yeah. Some, something like good warrior, essentially. But once again, in a moment of death, someone whispering something in, in Latin, now it's this Shadow Hunter's turn to, as he lies dying, to whisper, Celestius, 
Ignis inside. And then I guess they, they did not heal him fast enough and he just dies. He just dies. The, the problem with the problem with this show, kind of, is that you do have to have your people die real fast because you could just heal them up. Yep. These people should have healed them faster. Uh, so while this is going on, Maris solves that riddle and she <sighs> opens that safe. I, I wish we knew what she did. I yeah, wish- we don't know that. We just know she's good. <laughs> A little bit rusty, well, but I, good. Yeah, like I know that the the idea was not that it was a cool like, but what is the answer? Even though we do know they said something at the beginning, um, I know that's not the point they are going for. They were doing an emotional thing. I still am sad just to have her be like, "Oh, hang on, ooh, three dials appeared," and then I turned the dials, and I'm like, "But what did the what did you do?" Wouldn't it be good if Maris was like smart and accomplished, and they showed us that as and, opposed to just like telling us that she was once a good shadow hunter and now she's a mundane? Hey, check it out! I did this, uh, so which means Luke gets his books so he can do some reading, and then they both get real sexy with each other. And real full of compliments. I mean, ob- and then they kiss. Yeah, obligatory romance is obligatory. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Clary is back in the institute, and she ni- lights like seventy candles. We know for that, no reason. We know that these people love candles, and we actually now know where it comes from. It comes from Seth, their great ancestor, because his brother Cain also loves many candles. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Clary is sad. Her and Jace have sex. That's essentially it. And she'll she'll wake up afterwards and she'll get um, I miss you curved into her arm from, I guess, Jonathan. Just Which, Kevin, makes me wonder, did he feel the sexual delight? <laughs> God, there's so much of me that wants to be like, yes, absolutely. But there's also because of a lot of my stuff has been just breaking down the uh, how the magic system works. Um <laughs> where I'm like, no, I guess you'd argue that because their life essence is tied together, that's the point, is that if she gets, like, cut, that affects your life essence. However, having sex does not necessarily do it. unless but if, it could. Un, 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 I'm getting there, unless if it hurts. Well, look, we don't know how well endowed Jace is. <laughs> Anything could be happening down there, and wouldn't I, that be weird for Jonathan? I would argue that Jonathan would definitely feel something at some point. Be like, what? What is happening? Like, Ugh. what's going on? Ow! What? Why Hold do my gonads feel like this? Now, I think this is a very good reason for Clary and Jace to maybe get in, get into some stuff that's a bit rougher. Right? Just to mess with Jonathan, I guess. Just to confuse him. Jonathan's like, oh, why am I wrist sore? What is happening? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so, Clary slaps Jason. He's like, no, no, no. You're the one who it hurt. She's like, oh, right. Sorry. I liked it, though. Sorry, I was distracted. <laughs> I didn't know who was it happening to. So while that is happening, Izzy and Alec went to Luke's. Well, they just invited Maris yeah. over. They just let, they let her know about the um hit that was done on Greenlaw, which is clearly a hit. Well, and then Alex says, there's no way any of our people could have done it because they were all accounted for. And that really spent, sent my mind spinning because I said, how? Sebastian was in your ranks for so long. Yep. Yeah, but he Alec. swiped in. He swiped I guess in. so. He means that he means that there's he knows there's nobody. So he means all of the Shadowhunters were in the Institute during that time. Or their location were accounted for at the very least, I guess. And yeah, it's very much a hand wave and an unnecessary one. I I wh- didn't think why, any of his shadow hunters <laughs> killed Greenlaw. I mean, I was going to say this. I don't care. I don't care about your shadow hunters. I don't know them. Yeah, Alec, they're shadow extras. If one of them betrayed you, you're right. That would suck. But I don't have an emotional connection to, <laughs> to extra at computer number three. So we find out that the thing that Greenlaw said in Latin translates to heavenly fire. Heavenly fire. And apparently that, much like the Seers, a secret silent brother <laughs> group, Heavenly Fire is a secret clave initiative. It's an off the books program that Maris only heard talk of, but she never knew what it was. So it's not that secret. <laughs> No, no, nothing about the Shadow Hunters is that secret. And then Izzy and Alec make eye contact, and Maris goes, "No, you guys can't keep infiltrating secrets. Absolutely not. Stop disrupting the status quo." And they're like, "The mom, 
we like it. <laughs> well, also, apparently, they're torturing Seely. Yeah, it's not great. And they don't know, but we know that they're also injecting them with weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. The as we mentioned earlier, the vamps now all arrive at uh, the. Well, Maya comes in to talk to Jordan, but and Russell's like, "Hey, you missed the curfew." Yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, but then, yeah, the vamps arrive, and okay, Griffin. But no, before the vamps arrive, there's something really, really important that happens. Yeah. Jordan says to Maya, mm-hmm. "We found out that the mundane was encantoed." Yeah. And she told us a lie. Yeah. And it's. I think it's super important. That Jordan knows that. Yeah. And he told someone. Yeah. And then the vampires break in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, um, the the Griffin at this point is once again unsure. So, he's like, well, I don't know if we should attack, like, their home base. And Heidi, Heidi doesn't even go with them. It is, I, I cannot stress once again that it's insane that Heidi's able to get away with any of this when it's so obvious. Like, Griffin seems like he's a smart guy. I'm like, wait. So you're just going to send us all in. But and you're, you're going to wait outside to watch for something? And like you just happened to have arrived just before he arrived thinking you were there. It, like, I'm not saying that the evidence is super, super clear. But like you got to at least not attack the Jade Wolf off of the flim. Like he's doing the exact same thing that Jordan did. Well, especially because the Jade Wolf <laughs> is the hangout for like the Brooklyn Wolves. Yeah. So there's no guarantee Jordan from the Predator is I, there. I think they saw him arrive. But then at no point during this fight ever does anyone relay the fact that this girl was encantoed. And that they were tricked. No one even tries to say it. Well, the only one and there who, is a lot of time to talk. The only one who knows is Maya. Um, the no, I got the impression that Jordan had told everyone. No, because he just Maya came in and then he just told Maya, and he was and before that he was he saw he's very very sad because he says he took himself off of the Heidi case because he's emotionally compromised. He realized that he made a mistake and he went. He went based on information that wasn't right. I had no... And that felt like something he told Maya because he was ashamed of it. Well, I just got the sense because he had said he had took him, taken himself off the case. Yeah. That this was like a very official reported thing and everyone knew. But the other people aren't Praetor Lupus. Yeah, I just... Like, because he had been there before her, I just... I really got the sense that like mm. this report had been made that Jordan messed up and he didn't tell Maya like don't tell these guys or like this is a secret like he said it like he was reporting back to her but Pete, he doesn't he doesn't report to her no i know and that's why it felt that way to me that he was like i'm telling everyone like i messed up oh i didn't and, and maybe it's because it's been so long since we've seen an emotional scene between them mm-hmm. that i wasn't like buying into their emotional connection oh i, it I just I, it's this scene seemed to me like everyone in that room was emotionally heightened yeah no had the information that Jordan had been tricked by someone who was encantoed. But, Aaron, if they had the information, why wouldn't they tell them? I agree. Why wouldn't they tell them? Maybe they didn't have the information. I, no, I think it was just poorly no, written. But, but, but your logic is entirely based on they have the information. But what if they didn't have the information? Because you said, why wouldn't they tell them the information? Because they don't have the information. I just, it's, I think to make this work for me. Yeah. Maya and Jordan had to have their conversation, not in the main room of the Jade Wolf where he had been sitting for an indeterminate period of time. So yeah, so they this ends up being like a big fight. Russell kills a few vampires, but as uh, like Jordan and Maya escape out the back, Russell gets stabbed. And for some yeah. reason, like, like he sounded and he stares at Maya, which... Well, because she's running away instead of fighting. I think it was like a... you're The, the way they shot it made me feel like it was like a... You're the werewolf. <laughs> you're you're the alpha now. I always knew you were meant to be the alpha. Because he looks at her like sad, like yeah, you. <laughs> it was very weird. Um, Jordan was also super stabbed by something that was definitely silver during this fight. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Yeah, that is very important because they go into they hide in the freezer. Jordan obviously is injured. Yeah. Maya's trying to like help him, and it, it ends with her like she blocked him in, and Griffin's like I guess trying to get to Jordan because Jordan. Pushed him. <sighs> Griffin lost at least three or four vampires because Jordan pushed him. And Heidi did not trick him enough. Once again, 
Heidi just did something and hoped it worked out. This is exactly the same as when her, her entire plan with kidnapping Simon's family only worked out because Simon was starving. This plan only worked out because I guess Griffin doesn't like to be pushed. Doesn't like to be pushed. All right. Throughout this episode, you find yourself a CW moment. Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic just couldn't find its voice? I did. And we kind of talked about my moment. But I got to say, it's the fact that when Greenlaw died, he mumbled in Latin and then he said inside, as opposed to being like, hey, guys, I'm about to die. But the clave is doing experiments on downworlders. Like, his Latin and inside, you could say experiments on downrollers. That's the same number of words. Why would his dying words be the Latin for heavenly fire and then inside and not we're experimenting on downrollers? I mean. Right? I, I, I don't know. I might have to push back against arguing what a dying man's word is. Here's what I'll give you, though. I don't know why he didn't say heavenly fire because that appears to be what Maris refers to them as is that they are referred to as heavenly fire. Why is he talking in Latin it is and weird. saying one word and not we're experimenting on downworlders? I mean, or the very It's le- the same number of words and it's in English, which is his primary language. Yeah, I mean, actually, who knows? Maybe he's French. Yeah, French people speak Latin as the primary <laughs> language. Maybe he's Latin. Uh, the... <laughs> No, no, I, no, I, I, I'll give you the fact that like it does feel like heavenly fire is what, like, why translate it if it, why translate it if it's not known as heavenly fire? It's known as um, Celestius Ignis, like then, but they're like, no, the name of the group is heavenly fire, so why couch it in that extra level of Latin when the name of the group is heavenly fire? I just, I feel like if you're dying, you're gonna speak in plain language. You're not gonna like. <laughs> Get flowery about it. I mean, for well, here's the thing we know about the Shadowhunters, though. That is plain language to them. They're a bunch of flower, flowery people. I mean, maybe. Did you find CW moment? Um, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of things, unfortunately, that were, like, quite uh, big, like, moments. That, that's I why think. I tried to pick something small. Because it's yeah. clearly just so they can, like, prolong the storyline. Yeah. Um, I think the thing... I... I it's not necessarily like drama, but it is, I think maybe just is just weird. Um, and I think that uh, specifically Alex will like the candy thing. Okay. Cause I, cause yes, I, I agree with you. I assume we're not misremembering that sugar helps with it. Well, it's specifically, specifically she said, what else is in it? She said, what else is in it? But then she does something afterwards where she's like, oh, don't try to mix your, like, healing potions with coconut or something. She said, she said no coconut. Which I think just means she doesn't like coconut. Yeah. But she says, what else is in it? Which makes you feel like, like she thought he was giving her something no, else. No, I think he chocolate. is. Because, like, very clearly from her line, Alec doesn't eat candy. Yeah. But my, my specific problem is the line, what else is in it? What does she think he's giving her? The root. Yeah. Why? So she thinks he's sneaking the root to her. Yeah. It's very funny. <laughs> well, and I, I like the, I like the idea that, that her thought process is he knows that I he knows that I'm relapsing. He got the root somehow. He's gonna give it to me in a candy bar. <laughs> I will say though. I don't think he is giving her the no, no, root. No, he's not. He just, he's, he's doing, he's Alec. He's emotionally stunted. The only way he knew how to approach his sister was like, you want some candy? Like, I think he was, I think that's the thing. He was just being overly nice to her. Yeah. Which I think should be the thing she responded to. <laughs> and I, I think what we're like landing on is this episode's really poorly written. Yeah. It, well, it's it, just, like, it doesn't understand any of our characters' motivations. Well, it, it, it felt like it kind of hit the main point where, once again, they wanted to hit points, but they didn't put a whole lot of work into bridging those yeah. moments. Like, we already see that with they want to get Izzy and Simon together. So they're just kind of, like, 
going to get Maya out of the way somehow yeah. by having them break up. Oh, they want to have um, Maris and uh, Luke. Luke together. So they're just going to kind of like make them spend time together, but not really doesn't feel like there's much connection in yeah. those moments. No, they don't know how to make Izzy and Alec talk about her drugs things. They're just going to like hand wave at that. They don't know how to escalate to the werewolf vampire fight. I mean, the main problem that I have with trying to find a CW moment in this is the moments. I almost want to do anti CW moments in this because Russell should have been meaner to bat. Yep. And one of the werewolves doesn't have to be Jordan. One of the werewolves should have killed a vampire. Yeah. Like, that would make sense why then Griffin... Like, it makes it the Praetor being like, Ah, oh, well, that's what happens when you're on a case. I still don't trust you. But that makes sense why Griffin might be like, Yeah, we're going to get Jordan and we're going to make an example of him because he... Killed one of ours. Yeah, he killed one of on ours on, on home turf. But, yeah. Anyway. Now, I am hoping that next episode, I am given, like, a reason that Jordan has to know that the girl was encantoed. Because if I don't get that, I will be very, very annoyed that he went into this fight knowing he messed up. Because I, I just feel like it, it like takes these hidden stakes and it just like knocks them down. All right. Uh, okay. Well. So, um, Kevin and I have different opinions about some things this episode, which is cool. But we want to know what opinions you guys have. And uh, you don't have to pick a side. You can live somewhere in the middle or you can be with either of us. Let us know. It's Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And again, Riverdale's done, but we're still here. So give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcasts or your podcaster of choice. And you can also check out my books. They're available at KevinWeirdBooks.com. And I'm over at FlimsyPlan.com. And we'll see you next week. Will Maya and Jordan escape the Jade Wolf? Can Clary find a way to remove her mark? Wait, I forgot. What is Heidi doing? Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? Mm-hmm.